Welcome to the Vitality Coach Podcast with me, your host, Nikki Fogden-Moore. Join me for celebrity interviews, behind-the-scenes training sessions, combined with practical advice on how you can feel fantastic. Tune in for easy-to-implement tips and tools on healthy food and fitness. Learn how to look and feel your personal best without turning your life upside down. Welcome to Feeling Fantastic. Hi, and welcome back to the Vitality Coach Podcast with your host, Nikki Fogdemore. This is episode 10, and how fitting to be able to talking about the top 10 traits of the ultimate trainer, a subject that I'm personally really passionate about. If we can help improve the excellence in the health and wellness industry, and I can give you some top tips on how to find the right trainer and the right personal coach, it'd be fantastic. Before I get into episode 10, I want to remind you of the two special offers we have on at the moment. At the end, I'll be giving you the links right back to the free four-week program, which we're getting great reviews on, and I love seeing all the photos and having your recipes and your workouts tagging me on Instagram at nfogdenmore. If you'd like to sign up to that program, hop onto the vitalitycoach.com.au and click on the main banner that says free program, sign up here. Plus, I'm really excited about the international group that we have coming to the Maui Body Break in May. Those of you from America and ones from Australia, I can't wait to have you as part of our week of wellness for what's going to be a magical time away with food, fresh air, fun activities, and a really great crew. If you want to know more about the Maui Body Break before our national campaign goes out, please email me or leave a comment below in the vitalitycoach.com.au show notes for episode 10. I'd love to hear from you. So this episode, I'm going to be giving you some top 10 tips, whether you're a trainer or you're looking for a coach. If you are a personal trainer and you want to make a difference in your industry, within your area and stand out from the rest, it might be a really good idea to have a listen and see if you can tick all the boxes on what it makes you to be the ultimate trainer in your area. Are you professional? Are you knowledgeable? And do you have empathy for your clients? These are just three areas that I think are important to making a difference and combined success on their journey for health and wellness. Don't forget, your client is your personal, alive business card. They're the walking, talking version of your hard work. And if you're a consumer or a client looking for a trainer or a coach, don't be afraid to ask questions. It's really important that you put yourself first and consider what your needs and goals are and where you stand in your personal health and fitness journey. Whether you're at the beginning of the journey and just starting out again, or you're looking for a sports-specific coach, the top 10 traits are the same. You need to make sure you're comfortable and you've got chemistry. So I hope you enjoy the next episode, episode 10. You can get the show notes on the vitalitycoach.com.au. And as always, I'd love to hear from you on the review on iTunes and the comments box below. At the end of the episode, I'll be doing a shout out to one of our fantastic listeners. Thank you for feeding back. The comments are fantastic. So for episode 10, I've been bandering around the whole, you know, word about excellence and health and wellness and about being committed to that and making sure that we have a best practice. And I think for me, one of the joys that I have with the job that I do and, and how I've set up Life's Gym and, and now my own blog and, and podcast is connecting with the very best in the business to make sure that we inspire people to look and feel their personal best, that we empower them to do that with lasting change. But most importantly, that you have the right information to apply those 
those things relevant to your lifestyle. So what's good for someone that has 20 hours a week spare that they can train in is totally different from someone that's working shift work, for example, and doesn't have a regular routine. Um, you know, I believe that you don't have to go on a strict diet and spend each and every day in the gym. I really don't. To look and feel your personal best, it's about treating your body to exercise and healthy food you enjoy. So hopefully, I know with the information that you've been hearing and with the inspiration sessions and also some of the interviews about creating the life you want, you'll understand how you can go from average to amazing, and so is possible. Part of that is to find a dream team. You know, find people around you that support you in your goals, that are committed to helping you, whether it's family, friends, a personal trainer, a gym, a group lessons. All those people add up to this dream team that are going to empower you with the mindset, the toolkit, and the support that you need to have a lasting, healthy lifestyle. And to reach and maintain feeling fantastic through healthy food and exercise, you really need to have that as part of daily life. If you don't have people that are going to support you on that, then you're constantly having to work at that, having to convince other people, having to take time out of what was normal to fit yourself in. So if you've got those around you that share common goals in health and wellness, that are excited about you making changes and want to see you look and feel fantastic, then you need to gravitate more towards those people. So one of the missions that we had, well, that I had when I did the body breaks and the retreats, and if you come on my retreats, you'll notice the type of trainers we have, is finding um, a shared source of excellence within industry. So no matter where you are in the world, whether you're in Malta, uh, whether you're in San Francisco, Iowa, Pennsylvania, whether you're in New York, Sydney, Perth, whether you're listening to this in Christchurch, New Zealand, or perhaps you're in Dubai, I know you're listening, thank you. Don't forget it is possible to find fantastic trainers and people around you in your area. You just have to know what you're looking for. So how would you know what you're looking for? What sort of questions could you have? Well, I'm going to help you with those today. The first thing I'd say is that if you're going to hire someone who is going to be your coach, whether it's a life coach, whether it's a personal training coach, whether it's training for a specific event such as a triathlon, a marathon, off-road racing, whatever it is, make sure that person is inspiring. When they turn up or when you connect with them, whether it's online, in person, you need to think, wow, that person inspires me. You know, they live that life. They, they, they inspire me to want to be better as well and they energize me. If you are not looking forward to going to a personal training session or if you're not looking forward to hearing from your coach that isn't a good sign you need to actually look forward to the information the energy and the the conviction they have for your personal best as well as their own so the first thing is make sure you're inspired by the people that you work with Secondly, are they experienced? If you're going to give them your undivided attention and trust, you need to make sure that you're getting the right advice for you. Now, that comes with experience. It doesn't matter what that person has studied. They have to also have experience to be able to apply and tailor knowledge for individual needs. And that genuinely comes with time. You can have the best type of certifications and the most enthusiastic people, but if they don't have the experience to read the information, to see when you're tired after a long day of work, to maybe assess if you've got allergies, stress situations, and other things that are going on, you won't get the best out of your coach or program. So make sure that you can ask them for their experience. Say, how many clients have you worked with? Do you have any great case studies? You know, who can I see that you've helped before? And see if they're relative to your goals and needs. It's okay if you start to go through this checklist and you think, hmm, that person just doesn't feel right. Listen to your intuition. 
Number three, an important one for me is to be articulate. You need to be able to understand your coach or trainer. Grumbling, mumbling, spelling mistakes or bad advice on paper or in person is not going to get the message across. Make sure that person that you're training with and handing your money over to really can actually share their knowledge articulately. They can give you the information in a way that you can use it. A whole technical piece of information about a workout or a nutrition plan that does not apply to your life is not really going to be very useful. What you need to do is have someone that can actually tailor the information to make it easy to digest, exciting for you to want to do, and in a piecemeal manner that you can build a platform on nutrition and fitness. So make sure they're articulate and they can get their point across easily. And if you do ask them questions, that they take time to consider and respond. Number four, you might laugh at this, but I think it's really important that if you're going to pay someone to coach you or to train you on looking and feeling fantastic, then that person should be presentable. They shouldn't have yesterday's T-shirts on or a sweaty outfit from their last client. You should look forward to working out with this trainer. They should take pride in their appearance, which will reflect in them taking pride in you. So presentability, wherever you are in the world, whether you've got a ski instructor or you're actually working with a triathlon coach, you know, make sure they take pride in their appearance as well because that will reflect across all areas of their work. I think a natural follow-on from those top four things are professional. One of the things that I write about, for example, with the Australia Institute of Fitness or Fitness Australia or uh, articles for Women's Health and Fitness magazine is the importance of professionalism. We have a responsibility as coaches to make sure that we say to people, you know, get advice from your medical practitioner. Um, check with a family member first. Safety is a priority. And to get the relevant family, medical, and wellness history. You can't just start training with someone without asking all these questions. Professionalism also means turning up on time. It means following up on appointments. And it also means transactions of your money or payments are also done professionally. So make sure you feel good about that. That follows on to being organized. Your coach, whether it's a life coach session or a personal training session, should already have a plan of what your next session is going to be. You might rock up there and be completely tired and not ready for something. They should be experienced enough to tailor that session, change it around and have a backup plan. Most importantly, whenever you're training with someone and you're turning up for that session or you're getting your weekly information, make sure that it's well organized and don't be afraid to ask them to have it better presented or better organized next time. After all, you're their client. Number seven for me is considerate. I think that, you know, you need to have a trainer or a coach that understands that your life is probably feeling quite upside down right now or you've got a million and one things going on. The reason you have a coach is to help guide you, um, give you some support and be considerate for where you're at. We all have different timings and different phases in our life and achieving goals is an organic process. Having a trainer or a coach that's considerate for this process is a breath of fresh air. It means they can listen to where you're at and adapt your program accordingly. This is one of the most valuable tools in an excellent coach or trainer. Empathy or being considerate is really crucial. The other point, which probably goes back to two and five, which is experienced and presentable, I would say is knowledgeable. They don't have to be studied in everything, but they should know what you're talking about. For example, the Atkins diet, the South Beach diet, gluten-free, paleo diet, 
goal setting tips, whether or not you've got to try suspension straps, what glutamine, amino acids, supplements, all these things. We don't need to be experts in them all, but we should certainly have knowledge to understand the basics, work on the areas of our excellence and expertise, and know who to point you to the right direction if you've got extra questions. Knowledge is such an important part of being coached. It may even mean that that person that's coaching you has a dream team of physios. They have other people as a nutritionist, if that's not their expertise. But they do know when to pull an extra support to help you achieve your goals. Knowledge is crucial. And number nine, which is one of my favorites, is adaptive. Part of the fun of health and fitness is that you have to mix things up. After four weeks, if you're getting bored with your trainer, it might mean they've run out of the hard drive information. You need to request them to make it interesting and fun. Your body and your mind will actually develop more and you'll get better results from having food and fitness tips that are engaging as well as changing all the time. Your body needs to be adaptive, the plan needs to be adaptive, and so does your coach. If you're away on holidays for a couple of weeks, you need to change your plan. So being adaptive with your program is not something you just have to do as a client, but your coach should also help you in that. And point 10, and I think this is the biggest thing at all. If a coach cannot practice what they preach and they're not able to lead by example, then nine out of 10 times, I wouldn't recommend hiring them. It's like having a real estate agent that rocks up in a car that hasn't been you know, kept clean, that's all messy inside and they're a scruffy person and they live in a rented flat with 17 other people. You need to have the right coach that leads by example and that comes back to being inspiring. It can't just be on the outside. That person has to live and breathe the qualities and the philosophy that they teach you as well. They might give you different advice which will apply to you personally, but ultimately you need to make sure that the person that's giving you coaching advice is leading by example, that they can do the training sessions with you, they eat healthy as well, they know what to do when they get off track, and they keep you inspired by living the life that they talk about. So practicing what they preach is a really important thing for a coach. So overall, you've got to look at all those things, you know, whether people are looking the part to be a key personal trainer or coach, combining personal pride and dedication the way we present ourselves, achievements within the industry or related activities, Credible resources and testimonials are key. As a client, you have to think, wow, when you meet that coach, time and time again. Consistently, they should be inspiring and a step ahead. That's really the key to being a great trainer. And I know that we spoke about experience, and you probably know your stuff as well, but be honest about what you know and your past experience with other trainers and coaches. That will really help your new trainer ascertain what works for you and what doesn't. If something you had in the past wasn't working out and you found it frustrating, share that with your new trainer and give them the information to help tailor your program. They need to get to know you. With restricted information, they can't give you the best advice to look and feel fantastic and also one that's going to best suit your needs. A great trainer is not just there on paper, but also to understand the personality that goes behind you as a brand. So achieving those goals mean they never stop learning and you don't either. I think the ability to tailor-make programs based on knowledge and past experience is like a sixth sense. So a preferred trainer would partner with all the other institutes as well. You should be able to find them on the institute list, on a registered practitioner's list. You should be able to check their credible, have reputable testimonials that you can check up on. If you're not sure, ask.
I don't think no about being a fitness or wellness expert. I think it comes with a great degree of responsibility. You know, w- when I'm looking for trainers, I look for ones that are professional at all times, that create a solid and open relationship with their clients. I think it's a real key to success is you need to trust in each other and create a program that suits both their needs and your needs. It's a personal experience discussing health and wellness. You need to feel comfortable and the fact that you can have confidence with your trainer. Comfort and also that confidentiality are key. Importantly, you know, you need to rely on your ability for your trainer to always be there, to remain professional and make decisions with integrity and with your benefits in mind. If they're racing off early or packing too many clients in and can't give you the 100% of their time and energy, then they're not giving you the focus that you deserve. Maybe a trainer is less busy, but they spend more time with their clients and you have a great chemistry with them. That's a really good way to gauge if you're going to enjoy it or not. As a professional, you can assess when your client needs more rest and recovery than a tough session. Often I've had a cup of tea in a long talk session rather than a big boot camp style session with a client because that's what they needed. A coach is there to be adaptive and to consider all scenarios as well as to ensure that rest and recovery and a good nutritional platform is backed up. If you are training with someone in the gym and they're exciting and you enjoy it, make sure you don't feel afraid that you can ask them questions about nutrition and things that are going to help support your program when you're not doing that hourly session. It's not just the one hour week that counts, but it's all the stuff in between. So it's only going to ensure a better result for you, which in the end is a great business card and testimonial for them. Hand in hand with all this experience and knowledge comes the ability to apply it in a given situation. And I think that nutrition, training, injury, motivation and psychology all come into play when you make positive impact on people's lives. I know not all days are the same. That means not all trainers are the same either. Make sure you find someone that truly inspires you, that you look forward to rocking up with and keep that professionalism at all times. I'll be putting this information on my show notes because I think it's really important that if you come on a retreat or you come back from doing something or you've had some online coaching that you can connect with trainers in your area that can fulfill all those criteria and that you know you're getting value for money. Even coaches need coaches. Even the best in the world need coaches. Don't be afraid to ask for help, whether it's lifestyle setting, whether it's to simplify and structure and succeed, and I'll be sharing some Fantastic notes and stories from the author of Simplify, Structure and Succeed, Shannon Kennedy, later on in my podcast. And most of all, it's about figuring out what you want to achieve and finding the right people to do that for you. That commitment to your goals not only means putting things down on paper, but recognizing when you have the right people around you. And it is empowering. It's fun. It should be collaborative and you should feel connected. Nothing beats having a dream team of people that really share your vision, your enjoyment for what you do, and also just the particular type of lifestyle that you have. So enough with the tough talk about finding this great coach and all the top 10 criteria. What should you actually expect when you embark on a goal process and you start from scratch? You know, you've got to look at a weekly phases. The first time you embark on a new program, I'd say there's like four key phases, weeks one to two weeks two to four, weeks four to six and beyond. And the first thing is making sure that you absolutely understand that weeks one to two 
are about full throttle. They're about biggest preparation, getting your grocery list right, planning your time and your agenda, reading the information that's given to you, and really being committed to this new task and absorbing as much as you can. The results that you should see from that first week are a bit of, I would say, changes in your agenda, but also changes in in how you approach things, changes in your outlook. You'll be replacing some old habits with some new habits. So give yourself time in weeks one to two where you think, I'm doing 100% preparation, this is so full on, I'm so busy. Be prepared for that because you will be starting to pick up new things, you'll be buying new groceries, you'll be having to plan your meals, you'll be maybe embarking on a new fitness regime. Uh, It'll be exciting, but you'll also probably find it tiring at times. So weeks one to two is all about making sure that you're ready to commit to actually go in 100% preparation, maximum information, maximum output as well. Once you get into weeks two to four, you'll start to realize that you'll probably feel a physical difference, not only see one, especially if you've been doing something like the wake up workout every morning, you've been following a really nice, nutritious, healthy eating plan, not a diet, but something which is going to help change your lifestyle for the better, and also regularly exercising, doing stretching, even if it's just your five to to 30 minute walk every day, you should actually start to see the changes and feel them from the inside out. Your preparation is still at maximum, but you're starting to feel that this is getting into a routine. I think weeks four to six are really about feeling that you've started to pick up a new habit and that things are becoming a little bit more integrated into daily life. You can actually see the physical changes of your new lifestyle and people have started commenting. Wow, you look great. How did you do that? Most importantly, this is the key area where you start to bring a new personal challenge in and reward yourself for all the hard work. Maybe do something with friends and family, do a little run, a swim, a workout of the day, a crossfit challenge, whatever it is that you've been working on, and celebrate that afterwards. Go for a smoothie, have a beautiful brunch somewhere, or do something which is going to be really enjoyable, or maybe buy yourself a new workout outfit. Whatever it is, it's a great time to reward yourself for sticking to the plan and getting new lifestyle habits regularly into your weekly life. Week 6 to 12 is all about really living that new lifestyle, where people say to you, gee, what have you done? You look fantastic, and you really believe it. You feel it yourself, you've integrated those changes, and you start to look and feel fantastic. This is the crucial stage where you have to believe in the new habits that you've picked up and start to really see this as a long-term lifestyle. It's not a diet. It's not about strict hours in the gym. It's about finding exercise and food, nutrition, and healthy things that you love. Start preparing those meals more often. Start doing those exercises more often, and you'll never look back. So by week 6 to 12, you should be finding the time to warm up. You'll be finding the time to do new running routes, new workouts. You'll be doing new training sessions. You'll be better at endurance. You'll have more speed. And you'll probably be more hungry because your metabolism is ticking over nicely. I think what's really exciting is that you're challenged during this phase, but it's your personal challenge. You do it in your own time zones. It doesn't have to be by per day, but you do start to see immediate changes within seven days of a new plan. By week 12, you should look and feel like a new person. So if you can get through those first three months of changing your habits into a healthy lifestyle, you should never look back. You'll integrate some new habits, throwing out old ones that don't serve you well, and you'll probably be glowing. Most importantly, because what you've set your mind to, you have achieved. So believe in yourself. Make sure that the physical and mental sensations of your 12-week challenge are there to last. 
Well, that was it for episode 10. I hope you really, really enjoyed that and got some insightful top tips and some practical guides on how you can find the ultimate trainer. Finding a personal coach or being an amazing coach isn't an easy job, but once you hit through those pillars and you check those boxes, it can really make an amazing difference to results. Whether you're the trainer or the client, it's combined success. The show notes are on the vitalitycoach.com.au episode 10. And I'd like to make a special shout out to Claudia, who fed back that she's always listening to the podcast. Thank you for the photos from Bondi Beach. I love to see you walking, getting outside and using nature as your gym. I also noticed you have a new four-legged training buddy. So it's great that you're using Get Fit With Your Dog as an inspiration to be outside and feel happy and healthy. If you've got extra questions and you'd like to connect with me, or perhaps you'd like to be a guest on this podcast, if you're an amazing trainer, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know your responses and your experiences in dealing with trainers and how this information has helped guide you to find the right coach. I hope I've left you feeling inspired and given you some practical top tips and tools on how you can navigate your way to feeling fantastic. I look forward to tuning in with you next week for episode 11. Until then, stay healthy and happy. This is your Vitality Coach, Nikki. Thanks for tuning in. For all the show notes from this episode, tips, tools, and also my eBooks, hop online to www.thevitalitycoach.com.au. As always, health and happiness.